JTEC Studios in Atlanta, Georgia. It's America's favorite game show podcast. Tell them what they've won. And now, here are your hosts, Tom Bastak and Mike Jacobs. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It is here finally. Mr. Mike Jacobs, hello. How are you? Hello, Tom. I'm doing wonderful. I'm so excited to be here with you today. Oh, uh, you have no idea. I, I've been waiting for this for quite some time. I'm glad to be here. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the very first episode of Tell Them What They've Won. It's America's favorite game show podcast. Well, it certainly will be. I'll tell you that. <laughs> It may not be yet, but we're working on that. Uh, this is um, this is wonderful. This is a, a, a culmination of, of Mike and I putting our heads together and deciding that we wanted to start something uh, that meant something to us. And with that being said, you should probably know who us is. Uh, Mr. Mike Jacobs, if you will be so kind to introduce yourself. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, indeed. My name is Mike Jacobs. Uh, I live here in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm a life long fan of uh game shows and like you say i just wanted to have an outlet where we could sit down and dive in and talk about the stuff that people don't usually talk about with game shows i also have noticed that uh you have actually hosted many game shows in the past but just not on television uh yeah uh well so like i say here in atlanta uh at the local improv theater i did a game show for a while um hosted live we called it fame or shame pulled people out of the audience to come play along you know again it's just another way of expressing my uh love of game shows uh but, but what about you how did what do we need to know about you well you don't need to know much um i have been uh doing a lot of performing over the course of my whole life you've met me originally obviously uh doing improv as well uh in atlanta georgia and uh i have been wanting to be a game show host ever since i was a little little guy but um I actually got to host my own show. It was called The Big Tommy Show. It was essentially a uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire ripoff um, in Hilton Head, South Carolina, a number of years ago. It was great. I even had my own fan club, uh, got paid a decent amount of money, but never got to do it on television. So I've always wanted that opportunity. So if you want to know more about us, of course, you can go to tellthemwhatthey'vewon.com. All right, Michael. Uh, I guess let's talk a little bit about the show. People are going to want to know what this show is going to be about over the next hundred weeks that they're going to listen. Well, you know, the show, I mean, Elevator Pitch is the show's about ga uh, game shows, but it, what we want to do is really dive into the game shows that everybody loves, hear the stories behind the show, you know, really get to those, those interesting behind the scenes, uh, looks that you don't typically get from just watching the show yeah i i feel like that when we decided we were going to start this it was important for us to have a show that was concise and dealt with what's going on in the world uh maybe some news some interviews some current events some some stories we showcase a show and then we have the opportunity as we build the audience to finally start to tell the stories behind the actual shows Right, right. Really do those deep dives and and kind of get into the nitty gritty. And and that to me is where there's a lot of love. We're even going to find that out later on in our in our first say or second segment today, uh, where our, our showcase show is Family Feud, and we're going to hear a lot of a lot of things that raise questions. And I think that that's the best part about what we're going to do here in these thirty minute segments. 
we're going to raise questions that need to be answered. And we're going to then take those questions that we get from these 30 minute episodes and find ways to tell the story behind those games and answer those questions. Absolutely. Sounds good to me. All right. All right. Well, well, it's a good start so far. I'm enjoying this, but we should really talk the last thing, Mike, because I, I, we, there's some people out there that may not know. Let's assume there's some aliens listening in because both of us are sci-fi fans. We believe that our aliens are out there. Maybe someone has never seen a game show. What's a game show, Mike? Well, so you hear, there's a definition people use sometimes of, uh, you know, it when you see it, and that's, that's kind of how I feel about game shows. I don't know that there's <laughs> what. This is not pornography. This is a game show. This is wholesome family entertainment. Look, okay, I was trying to not bring up the fact that it was pornography that I was talking about, but I do think that <laughs> I do think that definition stands true. That you know, maybe there's not a certain definable quality that says what is and what isn't. Personally, I like to draw that line between a game show and a competition show, like uh, the Mass Singer or something, where you have celebrities and it's not really a game show well right? I, I i've done a little research myself because to me i when i ask myself what is a game show i mean i agree with you to an extent it, well i know that's a game show because when i see it it's a game show but i thought let's go to the experts and the first thing i did is i i asked google i said hey google i said tell me what a game show is and it said a game show is a television program in which people compete to win prizes and i thought that didn't seem deep enough right it's, it's a little surface level that's sure. what i'm saying so i went to wikipedia and i said all right let's look up game show and it said a game show is a type of radio television or stage show in which contestants individuals as teams uh play a game which involves answering questions or solving puzzles usually for money or prizes it still seemed a little vague to me yes no yeah i mean i think we're we're getting more there but uh... I know. You know, I guess the, the idea of uh, solving puzzles or answering questions, surely there would be game shows that are not those things. Maybe not. Well, so here's what I'm going to ask you. Is Survivor a game show? I mean, again, just going with my gut, I, I feel no. Um, that to me is a competition show. Uh, it's, you know, more based on the reality show format than, than a true. But people want money, right? Sure. Okay, so if people win money and they were competing, were they not? So that's, again, where, like, yes, in that only one of them is going to win money, but it's, again, not, it's not like a, uh, you don't have that feel, you know? I, I hear you. I hear you. Well, here's what I'm going to tell you. I, I went to, after you told me that you grew up with the Encyclopedia Britannica, um, didn't we all? No, I didn't. I had I had World Book actually, oh. which was hilarious. But that's another story for another show. But here's what I'll tell you. Um, I looked at Encyclopedia Britannica about Survivor, and it's a Survivor, popular reality television game show whose format has been adapted and produced in more than 25 countries since the late 1990s. Okay, so popular reality television game show. I mean, again. It, I, I would again clarify that it's a competition show. Uh, if you got, if you have to put a definition to it, I would assume that people would probably use game show. But again, you know when you see it. I, I'm saying it's not really 
All right. Well, I found one little other tidbit that I want to share with you that kind of gives you a little fodder in this regard. Apparently, there was a game show called Manhunt that was out in 2018. Uh, some sort of like adult hide and seek was filmed in Hawaii. Do you remember this at all? Yeah, I vaguely remember that. Yeah. So apparently uh, during the production of it, at some point, the production staff came in to interview one of the uh, people that were in the actual episode and they got in the way and that person did not win because of it. And they turned around and sued the production company for interfering with correct and for not and for you know and for if they interfere with the game then technically it's a game show you they can't interfere with the game and therefore they had a lawsuit okay well the fcc rules state that in order for it to be a game show it has to be a show of intelligence and the the uh the people from the production company used that and actually won the court ruled that that game was not considered a show of intelligence and therefore they did not have to pay the person who was interviewed and therefore screwed out of winning that game. Now that's a, that's an interesting thought. I had not considered a game of intelligence to be that line drawn of whether or not it's a game show. I kind of, can we put a pin on that? And I want to think about that some more about the idea of intelligence specifically being the deciding factor. That's fine. I'm just going to say right now, I'm coming out and saying survivors a game show. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I got to disagree with you. That's fine. We will put a pin in it till next week. Speaking of which, we're going to put a pin in it right now. We've got news when we come back, and then we're going to get right into our feature show, which this week is what, Mike? Emily Few. All right. Stick around. We'll be back right after this. And you've been listening to America's favorite game show podcast. Tell them what they've won. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to America's favorite game show podcast. Tell them what they won. It's myself, Tom Bassick, along with my incredible co-host, Mr. Michael Jacobs. Hey, Tom. How's it going? What you got for us in the world of news? Oh, today? it is time for news. Light up your cigarette, crack open a beer, put the kiddos to bed. From chaos around the world to carnage in your very own front yard, it's time for the news. All right, well, this week, Charter Communications announced Friday it will provide Disney Junior, Disney XD, and most importantly, the Game Show Network. Yay! At no additional charge to their Spectrum TV customers who do not currently receive those channels. So if you don't get to watch a lot of old school game shows, uh, Game Show Network is going to be uh, on your side through the last week of May. How about that? That's awesome. That's awesome. Glad to hear that. Yeah, man. What do you got for us, Michael? Well, so you know that show, uh, Mental Samurai, Fox's uh, new game show. Uh, is it is it really hip? And I mean, it's new. I know, but is it hip? I said hit. Uh, oh, is it is it a hit? That even worries me more. I don't know. It's I guess it's doing well. Well, it's a hit enough that they were gonna be doing a second season. Uh, back in February, they had announced that it was supposed to be starting April 22nd. But now, of course, with all this higgledy-piggledy in the world, uh, they've had to delay it. And uh, they've just been showing reruns on Fox ever since. And uh, would you like to explain for those of those who don't know what this is all about, what exactly this game show entails? It's bizarre. Uh, it's called Mental Samurai. For some reason, you're strapped into this giant orb and the orb flings you around in different directions and then points you at a screen and the screen asks you a question you have to get it right you got like five minutes to go through all these different towers of i don't know it's 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 weird 
All right. Well, we'll put a link to it uh, on on the website and on the uh, Facebook post as well. So uh, speaking of Facebook, I got one more for you before we move on to our our main feature show of the week. Uh, Michelle Rainey of Lexington, Kentucky, was on Let's Make a Deal this week. And uh, I have to tell you, the more I watch it, the less I'm liking um, Wayne Brady as a host. Yeah, I mean, I've never been a huge fan of his. I'm a huge fan of his doing, like, Who's Line. I think he's just amazingly brilliant, but I just don't like him um, as a host. And the more I watch him, I'm not sure. But anyway, she won a car, and she won a car at the very last minute, the last second, actually, uh, on the game show. And the way it worked is is she had 15 keys, uh, 15 seconds to, to try 15 keys in a car, and she got $1,500 in cash, and she could walk away with the 1500 in cash or... She get for every hundred dollars she gave, they give him one second more. She gave a thousand because she said, "Well, I want to keep five hundred of it because we're going to donate this to the children that come to the care center that she has. She has like a care center that does um, uh, therapy and things for children, uh, and a lot of those folks don't have money to come. So she's just going to keep that money and not charge people who are coming that don't have the money for her thing, which is cool. No kidding, that is that is awesome, dude. It's really nice. Well, here's the greatest thing. So she bought an extra 10 seconds. So she had 25 seconds. She tried four keys. The fourth key opened the door. She wins the car. But ah, nice. Now it gets better. She decides that she's going to sell the car. She's going to auction it off. And she's going to take that money and use it even more towards the children at the end of the day. Wow. I feel like a heel because I have not done anything like that. That is amazing. I mean, granted, I haven't won a car, but still. I mean, yeah. I mean, amazing. So if you want to see her actually win it, we've got the video of that up on our Facebook page. You can check it out at Facebook.com slash tell them what they've won. All right. It's time. You ready, Mike? Here we go. All right, Mike. I want your best Richard Dawson impersonation right now. It's Family Feud time. Oh, well, I got to be honest with you. It's got to be visual on a podcast here because the best Richard Dawson impression involves kissing women. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. It does indeed. All right. Well, welcome. It is our feature uh, game of the week. We do a different game each and every week. And this week, we decided to tackle our first uh, our first session. We decided to tackle Family Feud. Mike, let's go. Give us the introduction for Family Feud. Well, I'm sure everybody knows Family Feud, the famous uh, uh, what a uh, game show. No, the board where that reveals the answers. Well, it's a board that reveals the answers. Yeah, I'm sure they have a name that's not coming to me right now, but that's fine. Wait, 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 Mike. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you got that one wrong, brother. <laughs> By the way, just out of curiosity, did that uh, buzzer scare the heck out of you as a child? To this date, you just shook me to my core. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. it, it I'm going to do it again. Get ready. Oh. oh, God. Anyway, so yes, we're all familiar with the board that rotates and then the... the, the, yeah, the we'll just call it the board. The so board. anyways, they would uh, get surveys from 100 people. One thing that I, I thought was interesting is I've never noticed it not add up before, but it could theoretically not add up to 100 on all the answers. Because they don't take any answers that only a single person submitted more than you want to know something else that's interesting is that 
the people who are taking those surveys do not know they're surveying for Family Feud. No kidding. Yeah, they they want it to be totally um, unknown. Yeah. Well, that's just a level of uh, integrity that I didn't know they had. There so, you go. Yeah. There you go. All right. So we're all familiar. We we the hundred people on the board. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, the idea is you want to just get the uh, the answer closest to the top, the most represented answer, uh, and and get the points. Uh, and you know, it happens over a couple different rounds. You start off with the face off, where uh, they just get one person from each family to come up and. Whoever gets basically the higher uh, answer of those two gets to uh, go on and uh, their family competes in the first in the normal round. Right. That's where they meet the host and they all kiss Steve Harvey. Yes. Or, well, Steve no, Harvey. Now, uh, yeah. But but here's a, here's an interesting point. I did not know this until I was actually talking about um, Family Feud with some friends. And they said, oh, you should go on there and see. There is times. When that question, neither one of them answers a question that's on the board or that's high enough on the board where they will scrap the question and reshoot that whole segment. No kidding. The, the, that's just like edited out of the show altogether. Yeah, I had no idea. I did not know that. But if they, if both people guess and both of their guesses are not high enough or, or, or they don't show up on the board at all, they literally will just say, okay, we're going to scrap that question. All right, take everybody back to one and they shoot it again. That makes sense. Man. Yeah, totally. I mean, I, dude, let's be honest. It all makes sense in, in the in the in the sake of like we're doing this for ratings. You know what I'm saying? Right. Production, exactly. Yeah. All right. So continue on. I'm sorry. That's the face off. Continue. Uh, yeah. So then that brings you into the normal round where uh, you have uh, three strikes to try and get all the answers on the wait, board. Wait. <laughs> oh God. All right. I I gotta <laughs> figure out how to disconnect that from your end. <laughs> oh boy. <sighs> Sorry. Would this be better? Yeah. This this might this might be better. There it is. That's there it the, is. Okay, so go ahead. <laughs> that is that's the sound when you you get one right, of course. Sure. Uh, but yeah, so the the families go back and forth trying to steal answers from each other and whatnot uh, to earn their way into the final fast money round. And if you're anything like me, the fast money round, that was the best round of the game. Uh, where uh, two members of the family would come up and you'd go through a series of questions and they would both give their answers, obviously, one at a time. And uh, combined, they would have to get enough points from the uh, survey to then win the grand prize, which, of course, varies depending on the, the version of the game that you're playing. So talk to me uh, about the version of the game. You just uh, Is there other versions that are out there? Uh, well, yes and no. I mean, they're all family feud, but they did some tweakings to rules uh, here and there over the years. Uh, one of the main things that they tweaked was uh, in uh, 92, they expanded the show, doubled the length of it from 30 to 60 minutes, and they added an entirely new round for the start of the game called Bullseye. And the point there was that you were only trying to get the top answer. Anything below the top answer didn't matter. Hmm. And yeah, so the each team would like one at a time bring people up and go for the top answer. And the amount that you got right there uh, was determining the amount of money that you were playing for in the uh, final round. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. All right. We've got one more thing to touch on. That's returning champs. Yeah, right. So uh, initially, uh, well, obviously, the, the network is always going to determine, you know, who uh, can come back and who can't. Uh, but uh, initially, they said that uh, a family was 
uh, allowed to return until they reached a certain amount of money. I believe initially it was $25,000. And at that point you retired and, and you can't come back anymore. Uh, but then later, uh, again, versions of the show, quote unquote, uh, they would allow people to be returning champions and you would return for days. You could come back for a maximum of five days at that point, as opposed to however much money you won. Uh, after a while, they scrapped that idea altogether and there were no returning champions. Uh, but then uh, at one point, which seems interesting to me, is that uh, they would have two new families start the game and then the second round, the winning family from the first round would play a returning champion wow like, unseat them or something uh so yeah i guess by winning you then earn the the right to not have to play the first round anymore i don't know it seems like an interesting rule man. i like it i like it a lot all right speaking of rules uh we have a rule which says that we need to take a break when we get back we're going to talk about a little bit of the history of the uh, family feud and also in that history of course is all of our hosts which there's some great stories in there about our host of Family Feud. Uh, Mike, uh, what's America's favorite game show podcast? Tell them what they've won. And you can check us out online at tellemwhatthey'vewon.com. We'll be back right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, it is America's favorite game show podcast. Tell them what they've won. I'm Tom Bastic. Alongside of me, Mr. Michael Jacobs. Mike, all right, we're talking about the history of Family Feud. Yes, indeed, Tom. Well, uh, like we said earlier, it started back in 1976. That's uh, when Richard Dawson was originally the host. Uh, Mark Goodson, of course, was the creator, creator of many. Uh, uh, Mark fam- Goodson, television production. You got it. That is that is it on the nose. Uh, so yeah, he uh, he had been having a bunch of hits with game shows and wanted to keep rolling. So he came up with uh, Family Feud, and uh, in the early days, uh, you know, it it's a, it was a daytime TV show, so you were up against uh, soap operas and other game shows and whatnot, and they kept moving it around and shifting the time. But uh, despite that usually being a recipe for failure for shows, it did not seem to affect them. Really? And they actually ended up becoming the highest rated daytime game show uh, at the time. Amazing. I, I remember when I was watching Price is Right, when it was on from 11 to 12, when I had viral pneumonia in, in sixth grade. And I remember thinking to myself, who watches this show outside of like the unworking mothers, like the housewives of the world? I I think I think the retired is probably uh, oh maybe yeah 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 okay uh but anyways like I said the ratings were just off the charts now again I you know I don't know how TV ratings work these off the charts may just be in relation to other shows in those time slots or <laughs> right 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 regardless it was doing very very well uh but then 1984 rolled around and with it uh wheel of fortune and that uh did quite the job of unseating uh Family Feud oh no. <sighs> Oh god! <laughs> I can't. All right, I can't wait till we're done with Family Feud. Huh? So I may keep that around long after we're done with Family Feud. I'm just letting you know in advance. Oh boy, can't wait! <laughs> so uh, yeah, so Wheel of Fortune comes out and basically un- unseats it, if you will. 
Yes, it does. It does unseat it. Wheel of Fortune becomes very popular very, very quickly. But the thing is, uh, it, Family Feud was still doing well enough that they wanted to continue. They did not intend on canceling the show. Uh, but at this point, uh, Richard Dawson um, was just bushed from the shooting schedule. You know, they're shooting multiple times every day, and uh, it was just too much for him. And so he is the one that actually uh, ended up pulling the plug on that one. So um, they they didn't want to do the show without him, and he was just done tired with it because they're shooting six episodes a day or whatever they're doing, yeah. Right, yeah, exactly. It was just too much for him. Okay, cool. Uh, which, you know, as the person who's hosted game shows, I don't know where he's coming from. Yeah, because you shot, sit what, six of them in a day, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I had a very grueling schedule. I, I get it, man. You know, I, I totally get it. I. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, Mike. Go ahead. Moving on. Uh, yeah. So it uh, stayed off the air for a couple of years and then came back in uh, 88. And at this point, it uh, had moved from ABC, where it originally aired and was now on CBS and uh, hosted by Ray Combs, which uh, as a uh, child of the 80s and 90s is the, the the host I remember most fondly. You know, it's interesting because I guess I kind of remember Richard Dawson, but I think it's when, and we're, we'll get to this when he comes back more than I remember him in the original. Ray Combs was the very first person I remember hosting, and I I thought he was fine. I thought he was great. Yeah, he was. All, he has such a, I don't know, a friendly personality about him. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I thought he did a great job. Oh, hey, by the way, I, I forgot to mention that uh, while we were in the break, I looked up what the name of the board was, and it was really just called The Board. So I'll give you one of these Whoa. for getting it right at just calling The Board. All right. There you go. Uh, anyways, so yeah, uh, Ray Combs took over, uh, but it was not quite enough to... Uh, Say I must say save the ratings. Obviously, it was a reboot, but the ratings were not doing great on this version either. Uh, now it it started off strong, but okay. over time just started to slide down. Uh, and at some point, uh, Mark Goodson's uh, son Jonathan uh, ended up taking over production. Okay, and so Ray Combs and Mark Goodson were apparently like real, real buddy buddy, very uh, tight. Okay. And, Mark Goodson was loyal to Ray Combs, but his son, Jonathan, did not have that same loyalty. So in an effort to try and save the ratings, he decided he was going to scrap Ray Combs and bring back Richard Dawson, like you mentioned earlier. Didn't, didn't they do something? Isn't that where in the bullseye, like during Ray Combs' tenure, didn't the bullseye thing come up too as well yeah yeah the bullseye was uh was was definitely during ray combs's era and i you know i can't say for sure if it was an attempt at uh saving a saving right. rating but it's it certainly seems like it would be at some point we'll have to get somebody on that worked in the family feud family uh back in the day and do a little interview to find out a little about behind the the scenes there but yeah so okay so mark goodson's son mm-hmm brings yeah. what is he what is he doing to rejuvenate the the series here well like i said i did, i don't know that he did much else other than uh just try and bring back richard dawson and i mean you have to think that his his game there was just to bank on the nostalgia but i mean at this point it was max what maybe 10 15 years whatever uh, anyways it didn't really work it helped but not enough to save the show uh, and so I believe that was only a year that Richard Dawson came back for that second run. Uh, but then um, they uh, they ended up ending the show anyways. And uh, and then, as as most people probably know, uh, a couple of years after that, uh, Ray Combs actually ended up committing suicide. Whoa. 
Yeah. Wow. Okay. Do you think yeah. it may have been because he was let go from Family Feud? I mean, I don't think so directly, no, because there was a couple of years in between. But, I mean, I don't know. There's there's a bunch more that was going on in Ray's life at the time. I'm sure it didn't help. You know you know what, Michael? I th- what I think I'd like to do is I, I think that I'd like to do kind of a deep dive, and I'd like to know a little bit more, and I think our listeners would probably love to hear a little bit more about the Ray Combs story. Uh, maybe we can make this our first, uh, like, behind the story. What do you think? Behind the show. Yeah, I think that would be a great one. Like I said, there's 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 a lot there. Uh, Ray Combs' life was was not a simple one, so we, we have a lot to talk about. All right, so listen up, guys. Uh, our first behind the show will be uh, a deep dive into Ray Combs and his life and death uh, revolving around both Family Feud and other things in, that were going on uh, in his days. So uh, that's great. You'll see that uh, coming up sometime in the future. Uh, we'll have these occasional behind the shows that will uh, be developing uh, as well. Sound good there, Michael? I love it. All right. So then uh, after that, we had Steve Harvey. Well, not quite. Uh, after Ray Combs, and now maybe this is just my own personal uh, bias that I'm remembering this through, but there was like a stream of somewhat forgettable hosts. You had uh, Louis Anderson for a while, uh, Richard Arn. So Louis Anderson, you know, I remember, I remember this. Uh, he wasn't the first choice. Actually, from what I've read, Dolly Parton was actually the first choice and wouldn't take the deal. And wow. then, and then Louis decided that, or that someone decided that he was going to take the deal. And then they said, well, he's got to shoot a pilot and he didn't want to shoot a pilot. So he shot like a, a pilot episode at his own house with his own family. And it was so good. They gave him a million, a half, uh, $1.5 million to come and host Family Feud. And he lasted, what, like three years or something? I believe, I believe it was four years. Four years, years, yeah. I mean, like, so, but anyway, I, I mean, he good good for him for doing it. But I will say this. The one thing that I'll always remember about, about Louis um, is that he, during his tenure, he helped raise the amount of money for the prize people from 10000 to 20000 So he doubled the prize payout for the contestants on the show. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. I, I won't, I won't forget that only because I, and I, I got, it's been, it's been a while since I read that, but I remember him saying something about, he remembered game shows as a child and there was about like winning life changing money or something to that extent. And he was like, I want to help those people who are on my show do it too. Blah, blah, blah. That's awesome. I mean, I, th- I always felt like Louis Anderson was a bit of an underrated comedian, and uh, it's good to know that he had that kind of pull there. Dude, he had a huge tenure in Vegas while I was out there. Actually, he may still be out there now. I don't know. But anyway, so after him, Karn from, uh, wasn't, yeah. he, wasn't he the guy from uh, Tool Time? Yeah, Al from, uh, yeah, Home Improvement, Al Borland. Nice. Uh, and then uh, after him, he had John O'Hurley, who was, uh, what was it, Jay Peterman on Seinfeld. He was also the guy that talked about the Tring Walker Coonhound on the American Kennel Club's Thanksgiving Day uh, blue ribbon giveaway thing that they do with the dogs. Now, see, where's my buzzer sound to buzz you when you can go the stuff? <laughs> wait, wait, I'm not in control of that. I, I, let me see. Oh. There it oh, is, because I right. was right. Apparently, yeah, I I'm mean, work on getting some sound effects over here. We'll oh, see how. okay, yeah, I got buzzed too. You're fine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I say, those guys were kind of. Uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm no slant to them. I'm sure they did a fine job hosting, uh, but it just didn't have the the appeal for me personally as the other hosts. 
Um, but then uh, Steve Harvey came around in uh, what year was it that he started? Um, 2010. 10, yeah, when... and he's been there for 10 years now, man. It's amazing. Yeah, longest, longest running host of the show um, and has also uh, – super super duper helped out their ratings it has just gone through the roof yeah he uh, he's so good in fact they moved the show for him three times or twice at least i know they moved it right. twice yeah they they uh they moved it once uh the one i knew about was in it they shot here in atlanta where we are right but they moved it originally from la to orlando because he was doing radio here god that guy was in everything at a period of time he had the radio show okay. he was on television he had he had all this crazy stuff going on um, but in order to make his shooting schedule better, they moved it to Orlando and then they moved it from Orlando to Atlanta because he was killing it even harder. And now it's shot somewhere else. I don't know. Yeah. I think they, they brought it back out, out to LA. Well, he's uh, probably doing the majority of his time out in LA at this point. I would guess. Yeah, I think he's got another show that's going on over there now. Yeah. God bless him. Yeah. I mean, Hey, he's a busy man. Uh, but, you know, he's also uh, in, in the context of Family Feud, he has made quite a uh, name for himself for the ridiculous reactions. He, uh, <laughs> yeah, he There's did. all kinds of memes and videos and stuff. out Oh, there. yeah, no, it's great. Well, and I mean, to me, the best part is, is when someone gives a ridiculous answer and he does his whole thing of how ridiculous an answer and then it ends up being the number one answer. Yeah, <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> And I mean, I, I tell you what, I don't know if this is his shtick or if he's legitimately like that way, like if that's a natural way of being, but he is so good at that. Oh, yeah. He he plays. He must have done some improv at some point because he plays it off so well. You know, yeah, I, I mean, agree. now and I, and I do know that now that uh, since he's been uh, sort of making a name for himself, doing that sort of stuff that they have started intentionally writing more uh racy and suggestive questions to yeah, they even uh, had, allow those situations to happen yeah more. they even had something where like the board was playing at like steve harvey at some point like the people behind it like the the answers were playing at him you know like it's, oh i got you yeah they've 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 had some fun with it but i mean the nice thing is it's uh it's still killing it it's still out there it's still having uh great success yeah i mean considering 76 is when it started like you don't see that many game shows last for that long i mean obviously the the real heavy hitters jeopardy wheel of fortune stuff like that but i mean like i say if you're if you're making a list of heavy hitters and you don't include family feud you are doing the show a disservice all right mike we've got about a minute left and we need to rank or rate if you will uh the family feud so i guess this week we're going to use kisses yes Sure, sure. Richard Dawson makes sense. Yeah, so I'm going to give it about 3.75 kisses. I think it would have been more if, uh, for me, if, if the games had changed a little bit more. I didn't see as much growth over the, the course of it. Um, and, and, you know, I also kind of always think, is that something that I want to be on? And although I think I would go with my family, I have other games that I would want to be on before it. Yeah, I think I agree with all those points. Uh, there's definitely games I would I would choose over this one. Um, I'm going to give it a, a solid 3.5. Uh, I'm not going to give that extra quarter that you did simply right. because to me some of the hosts are a little forgettable and it hits a slump there for a while. I get that. I definitely do. Um, and, you know, it's not all that skill-based. I mean, you have to have a knowledge of society, but that's really about it. True, true. All right. Well, that's uh, that's all we've got time for today. Thanks so much, Michael. And a special thanks to Kurt Bonham, who provided us with the incredible voiceover for our intro. Oh, dude, did not that sound amazing? 
Oh, it's great. Yeah, his uh, links are on our website, by the way. Tune in next time. We're once again bringing the latest world in the world of uh, game show news, as well as what's going on uh, with a feature show each and every week. And remember, you can uh, catch us online, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and of course at uh, tellthemwhatthey'vewon.com. Please subscribe, share, like, and drop us a review if you like what you heard. And if you didn't like it, tell your mom and she can share it with her friends at the Bridge Club. Hey, maybe we'll gain a couple of those listeners. (laughs) No age limits here. All right, Mike, we'll see you next week. You've been listening to America's favorite game show podcast, Tell Them What They've Won. A JTAC audio production, copyright 2020. No part of this podcast may be reproduced by anyone without the express written consent of the creators. For more information or to contact us, please go to tellthemwhatthey'vewon.com. All right, Mike. So, like, uh, what's the one thing that you uh, that you won this week? Let's say uh, I learned that Louis Anderson is kind of a badass and deserves maybe more credit than I was given him. Absolutely. How about you? Uh, me, uh, so uh, I learned all about keyword stuffing, which you know is when you're putting words into the website for SEO purposes, and like none of them actually have anything to do with what you're. Yeah, I, yeah, sorry, probably deserve that. <laughs>